Hi, my loves. Welcome to episode two of the 2020 Insight Podcast. I am your host, Sin. I hope that you all have been well. Um, I know that the last couple weeks have been quite heavy and transitional, just given the nature of our election, just given the nature of the state of our world. So I hope that you all are taking care of your mental health and quieting the noise as much as you possibly can. Now, before we dive into today's topic, I did want to give just a bit more clarity as to the direction of this space because I received a few questions from you guys just asking, hey, Sin, what's going to happen when 2020 is over? You know, just being that we're calling this 2020 Insight. Now, I know that I spoke quite a bit about the year 2020 in the last episode, but I did so with the hope to create a parallel of sorts between um, the essence of this 2020 season and what I would like this platform to represent. Now, 2020, like we spoke about, has been revelatory. It's been full of wisdom and perspective and insight and so many voices and, you know, all that good stuff. And that is what I want this space to represent. So think of 2020 as a catalyst of sorts, as a launching pad for this space, for this platform. And um, just know that come 2021, 2022, however long it is that we're going to continue this journey we're going to continue this journey. And also you guys think of it as a, you know, little play on words. I mean, I wanted to do like 2020 vision, but I mean, what's 2020 vision? I mean, so essentially (laughs) this is a podcast about vision, perspective, insight, storytelling, all the things that we're seeing in the year 2020. That's what this platform will represent. So we're not going anywhere come 2021. Okay. Okay. So with that said, today, I want us to talk about conviction and I'll just have a moment of transparency with you guys. I, I, I sat down to try to record this for you guys last week and I've had 10,000 things that I'm juggling at the moment. Now I'm being dramatic. I'm not juggling 10,000 things, but I'm juggling a lot of different dynamics in this season. And so just sitting down and finding the motivation and the push to also invest in this space um, has taken me staying committed to my convictions. And I think it's Inky Johnson who says, Commitment is staying true to what you said you would do long after the mood that you set it in has left. And y'all, listen, okay, that is my current testimony. (laughs) But this week, we're going to talk about convictions, and I'm going to pose a question over to you all that I want you to think about through the course of this episode. And I also challenge you to have conversations around this topic with some of the people in your life or even with me, you know, after, you know, this episode, just reach out to me and let's have a conversation. Now, the question is two part and it is, what are some of your core fundamental convictions as it relates to your identity and what would you say is keeping you from staying truly committed to these convictions? And 
I asked this because I was going through one of my journals and I found myself tickled by some of the things that I'd written down, you know, 10 plus years ago, just relating to my convictions surrounding my calling and my purposes on this planet. And I was tickled, not necessarily because some of these items are absurd, which they are, but more so because had I known the level of commitment that's required to stay true to some of these items, you guys, I feel like I would have chosen to align myself with with different things on this journey. Now, one of my core convictions is that I am to be a bridge builder or a diplomat of sorts. And this specific conviction requires a lot of self-awareness. Um, just so that way I'm not easily swayed one way or another. And also it requires a lot of humility, you guys. And humility is great and dandy when you don't have a bunch of insecurities, but a lot of us have insecurities. I mean, just for me personally, growing up, I was really shy and timid and learning was very difficult for me, especially when it came to just learning the English language. Um, quick history lesson for you guys. Zambia was colonized by the British. And, and because of this, English is one of Zambia's primary languages. And it's a requirement in school. For me, my native tongue, Bemba, obviously came natural because it's my native tongue. But for whatever reason, my mind could not grasp the English language. And so I found that I barely spoke and this slowly became the breeding ground for a lot of insecurities for me when it came to my quote unquote intelligence. Now, fast forward to my relocation to America, where now obviously I was speaking English, but I was still really shy, pretty timid, still a bit dyslexic. And now I was also this girl with this super deep accent who also didn't really understand American culture. Y'all, once upon a time, I thought saying what's up to somebody was a joke and not actually a greeting because <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. But because watching Rush Hour, there's a specific scene where they say what's up blank. And so, you know, and then key, key, key. So for me, in my mind, what's up was a joke and not a greeting. And so those were the type of things that were adding layers to my insecurities when it came to my intelligence, because they became moments of embarrassment and, and just a whole bunch of stuff that for a child can be, um, can become almost debilitating. Now, with that being the case, my journey, obviously, into adulthood and growing up and, and just, just learning different things, you know, and growing in my understanding of self and, you know, service and loving others and whatever, whatever, it also consisted of, of a bit of concealed ego and pride because I had to create this defense in my mind to compensate for what I defined as shortcomings related to my identity, and my intelligence. And it was only about a year or two ago when I'd attended a workshop, shout out to the Great Day Squad and Ben, because I mean, y'all are just absolutely amazing, where I was forced to dive into some of my core beliefs. And as we were sharing some of these items, 
I could actually feel these concealed parts in me that were fueled by some deep rooted insecurities that I hadn't recognized before. And on my drive home after that workshop, I remember just dissecting one experience after another to really identify where those things had contributed to my now ego and pride that was still very concealed in a nice little, you know, and packaged up in a nice little, you know, box where it was under, it, it wasn't really out there, but I, I knew it internally in that moment. And recognizing this, I then began a healing journey for myself because I knew that in order for me to carry out my purposes in humility, um, I needed to have a healthy understanding of self. And just to tie this back into the piece of my identity where I'm convicted in being a diplomat and, and a bridge builder, I find that now I listen with a different ear because my mind is not so loud with trying to prove myself in situations that in fact require me to actually take a step back. But life is funny because once you feel as though you've grasped one notion a completely new dynamic is brought to your attention and it's just how life goes. And that's great, but that's also really annoying. <laughs> so here's number two for me. Another one of my core convictions is to love my neighbor as myself and in doing so to value every individual's unique voice. And for those of you who personally know me, you know that when it comes to politics, I am pretty middle of the road, which I understand in this day and age is not really a popular opinion, but I lean neither left nor right because I personally feel that the many fractures within our system require a collective effort to really heal and and, and, and build and, 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 and dismantle and all these different dynamics, but that's a conversation for another day. So with that said, I try my very best to value everyone's voice when they share their political ideals, at least to the best of my ability, because I mean, I am human, so being impartial can absolutely be difficult. But here's the thing, because this last election cycle has been quite interesting, for lack of a better word, I've found myself being challenged in this conviction more times than not. Um, about a month or so ago, I went out of town, just took some time off just to decompress, see my family and just step away from my normal routine. And when I returned from my vacation, as I was pulling up to my driveway, I noticed that one of my neighbors had put up a Trump 2020 sign on the lawn, which tickled me because of the area that we live in. But you know, I continued on with life as per usual, except I found myself side-eyeing him and almost avoiding contact with him after that, which was really weird because I'd never done this before because he's literally the best neighbor I've ever had. Now, bear in mind, like I said, I'm a middle-of-the-road diplomat who wants to build bridges, but this is not what I was doing. <laughs> and about two or so weeks go by and he texts me because he was reminding me that I'd forgotten to pick up a, an Amazon package off my porch. And I remember when the message came through, I was also side-eyeing my phone, like, what does this man want? Like, why is he texting me? You know, just, just, yeah, it was one of those. And in that moment, I then realized that I wasn't staying true to my conviction 
that in loving my neighbor, which ironically, this is literally my neighbor, that I would actually value his voice even when it's an unpopular opinion. Now, obviously, in recognizing this, I've been more intentional about maintaining our normal, hey, neighbor, how you doing, neighbor? How's life going type dynamic? Um, But I say all this to say that in staying true to our core fundamental convictions, it's not always cut and dry, especially when it deals with matters of the heart. And with that, my challenge to you all is that once you identify those core fundamental convictions that you have, think about the things that are keeping you from staying truly committed to those convictions. And it could be anything. It could be internal factors, like I mentioned, those insecurities, those, you know, the ego, the pride, you name it. It could be external factors because our world is loud. It's probably a combination of both because oftentimes it is. Either way, my hope is that as we are challenging ourselves to grow in our ability to see beyond our own scope, as we begin to yield space to hear and truly know others, that we can begin with ourselves. I firmly believe that the first step on a journey into the worlds of others is actually a step into self-awareness and introspection and getting to a level of truly identifying the core items within our own internal realm of being. So think about that. With that said, y'all, that's all that I have for you today. Uh, For next episode, I will absolutely have a special guest for you guys. So just stay tuned in for that. Um, And in the meantime, between time, stay well and take care of yourselves and reach out to me if you want to chat further about some of your takeaways from this conversation. You guys know that I would love to hear from you. And as always, I appreciate you guys. You are absolutely dynamic. So stay pushing, stay living, stay loving, and always, always, always find something to dance about. I love y'all. 2020 Insight. This is episode two with Sin. All right, y'all. I'm out.